0: Welcome back to Seeking Rents, the podcast. I'm your host, Jason Garcia. I am the publisher of Seeking Rents. That's a uh, newsletter in Florida where we explore the ways big businesses and other special interests influence public policy. Um, this is going to be just another uh, a quick daily update out of day 37 of the Florida legislature's 2024 legislative session, day 37 of 60 days altogether. So we're getting pretty close to two thirds of the way home. And, you know, um, Going all the way back to even before this session began, and and as the session has progressed, I've had I've had a number of conversations with with folks, um, sort of about whether or not this session is more corporate than normal. Um, and, and let me unpack what I mean by that uh, a bit. We, you know, obviously the last few years, if you've paid any attention to Florida politics, have been utterly dominated by by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and and essentially his uh, presidential ambition. And, and how that's manifested itself in the the Florida legislature is that he has pretty much set the agenda entirely in the state legislature, and he has done so with um, issues that that generally get lumped together as culture war stuff, you know, abortion bans, book bans, critical race theory, transgender issues, uh, restrictions on voting, and uh, quote-unquote election integrity. Um these are all like each of these issues are are absolute wars, politically speaking. I mean, they draw enormous protests to the Capitol. They lead to marathon legislative meetings. Each bill is like a its own pitched battle all the way through. And they just they just suck up an enormous amount of emotional energy in the legislature. You know, but another part of that is at, at least while he was gearing up to face Donald Trump, DeSantis, uh, made made the legislature a bit more economically populous too. Um, certainly at least certainly more so than he did during the first couple of years of his administration. Um, you know, he even he even did some some genuinely laudworthy vetoes like uh, killing off bills that would have benefited Florida Power and Light, Big Sugar, puppy mills, even predatory consumer lenders. Um, but, you know, as we've talked about before in this podcast, DeSantis was basically gone, completely missing in action in the months leading up to the beginning of this year's session. In the months leading up to the beginning of this year's session, he was, he was too busy camping out in Iowa, trying to fend off Nikki, Nikki Haley for second place to bother telling legislators what to do. Um, but, you know, that left a leadership vacuum in Tallahassee. And, and a lot of folks, myself included, sort of wondered going into session, and even as it began... If the big business lobby would be who sort of filled that leadership vacuum, but but whether it has or not, or or probably more more specifically, whether or not this session is really any more corporate than you know the past few years is, you know, it's it's ultimately a really subjective question. It, it's kind of a an eye of the beholder thing, really, uh, because obviously there's some there's some really ugly corporate bills moving this year. We've talked about. <laughs> Plenty of them already, like uh, rolling back child labor laws or or throwing up more barriers to unemployment insurance for laid off workers. Um, but the truth is, there was you know plenty of plenty of problematic corporate stuff last year, and and it's not like they've they've cut out culture wars completely up here. I mean, we literally just saw a white supremacist show up in the Florida Senate and testify in favor of one of their bills. So. The the point here is you, you could kind of make an argument either way here. It just ends up being a vibes thing. You can't really quantify it, or at least you couldn't until the Florida House of Representatives introduced its annual tax package yesterday. Now, we've used the phrase package before in this podcast, but basically what the tax package is, is uh, an omnibus piece of legislation that contains a bunch of tax breaks, typically a mix of business tax breaks and consumer tax breaks always larded up with a number of special interest favors. Um, the legislature does uh, one of these every year. They pass one of these bills every year. It's typically one of the very last bills to pass. Um, and the last couple of years, at least, uh, the legislature has been relatively good here in, in terms of orienting these tax packages around tax cuts for consumers, for, for living and breathing people rather than just businesses. But the, uh, the tax package that the Florida House of Representatives rolled out yesterday is one of the most lopsided packages in favor of businesses that we've seen in a long while now. Let's start with this fact. There are no permanent tax cuts for consumers in this, none. Um, the biggest tax cut in the whole thing is yet another cut to the sales tax that businesses pay when they they lease property. Uh, the business lobby has successfully marketed this as the business rent tax and have, has persuaded uh Florida Republicans to make eliminating the business rent tax one of the an ongoing priority. So this package essentially takes it down again for another year, which is like a a roughly uh, a roughly three hundred and forty million dollar tax break for businesses alone. And you know, just on this point, you, one of the things you hear every time this comes up is people will say, and, and business lobbyists will, will put this in all their talking points, that Florida is the only state in the country with a business rent tax. And, and, and that's true. But you know what? Florida is also the only state in the country with no personal income tax and a loophole filled corporate income tax that allows 99% of businesses to avoid paying a dime. And y- you have to get money from somewhere. And every time you cut a tax that businesses pay, like the business rent tax, you end up shifting the tax burden onto consumers. And and even more than that, they aren't just shifting they aren't just shifting the burden implicitly. This year, they're also cutting tax breaks for consumers. So, you know, one of the things um, the legislature loves to boast about every year are sales tax holidays. You you probably are familiar with, you know, the the most common one, the most well known one is there's a a Sales tax holiday for a couple of weeks every summer before school starts um, on back to school supplies. They also do sales tax holidays around, you know, hurricane preparation supplies. We can um, quibble and I have quibbled about just how much those savings ultimately make it through to consumers. Rather than uh, getting gobbled up by businesses who will uh, do less discounting than they otherwise would during a tax holiday, or in some cases even raise prices, but generally those are clearly consumer tax cuts. You know, you're cutting you're cutting the sales tax on a bunch of consumer goods. Um, this year's uh, tax package that that the House introduced yesterday dramatically cuts back these tax holidays. Start with the back to school sales tax holiday; it is cut in half. From four weeks in last year's bill to two weeks in this year's bill, the they cut the so-called the the Freedom Month, the Freedom Summer sales tax holiday, which uh, eliminates sales tax on uh, on things like you know tickets to sports events and museums and gyms and then outdoor recreational equipment like fishing supplies, swimming pool items, fishing, uh, camping equipment, that sort of thing. They've eliminated. They've scaled that Freedom Summer tax holiday from three months to one month. They've even cut the uh, Hurricane Preparedness sales tax holidays down by excluding a bunch of things from it, like household supplies, like talking about things like, you know, laundry detergent and paper towels, stuff that <laughs> that people actually buy when they're uh, when they're preparing for a hurricane. But all that stuff's out. You know, and then of course this tax package is still larded up with special interest tax breaks. There are tax there's a tax break in there for Florida Power and Light, a tax break there and that tax break will do the most harm to rural communities around Florida, the the very same rural communities that so many Florida legislators claim to love. There's an, another tax break in there sought by a reverse mortgage company that just so happens to be run by a big Ron DeSantis donor. Um, there's also a tax break for a major natural gas distributor and about Fifty million dollars in subsidies for a pair of horse racing tracks, and just so happens they're big donors too. And and we already know that a bunch more special interest tax breaks are circulating around the Capitol as well, because we've we've seen them showing up in places like amendments that that haven't been adopted yet, or in language that is being scored by the economists who who have to figure out how the impact each tax break will have on the state budget. And you know, here, here's sort of one really simple way to think about it. This uh, this house tax package would cut taxes for businesses by nearly $450 million. It would cut taxes for consumers by less than $300 million. Put that another way. There's about 50% more savings for businesses in this tax package than there is for like actual living and breathing human beings. You know we're going to be writing a lot more about uh, these tax breaks in the newsletter over the next few days and and obviously through the rest of session. Um, and you can also be sure it's going to change. The Senate still has to weigh in with uh, with what it wants to do, and the tax package is always one of the very last things negotiated because it's like inextricably linked with the state budget. But man, this is an ugly start. And and sort of speaking of ugly. If there's one bill that you'd point to this session to say that, yeah, this is the most corporate session we've seen in a while, it is House Bill 433, which uh, went through the House State Affairs Committee yesterday. We have talked about this bill at some length and written about it at some length on the newsletter. But just to to quickly recap, this is a a massive preemption bill that uh, the state's biggest business lobbying groups have been seeking for a long time. It would do three main things. First, it would prevent. Uh, it would eliminate local living wage ordinances around the state. That's where, you know, cities and counties, particularly in in some of the bigger places in Florida, will require their own contractors to pay higher wages to their employees or to provide more benefits like affordable health insurance to their employees. Again, these are companies being paid with tax dollars. Um, the, the legislature would stop local governments from from even even setting terms around that another part of the bill would preempt any sort of ordinance at all affecting any kind of terms and conditions of employment. Uh, and that's, in, that's on all private sector employees. Um, this is like a breathtakingly big uh, preemption. It seems to have been to have come out of uh, wanting to stop what are called uh, essentially fair work week laws that you're starting to see show up in other countries where you require um, retailers and, and other really low-wage employers that, that rely on a lot of part-time hourly work to at least tell their workers what their schedules are going to be two weeks in advance so those workers can try and plan their schedules. Most of them you know, are working two or three jobs, so trying to coordinate this stuff is important to be able to just get by. This would preempt that, but the other thing that, that came up in this hearing today is it sounds like this legislation might even preempt anti-discrimination laws that, that prevent businesses from discriminating against like... LGBTQ plus people. Right. These are a thing that in the past uh, legislators have insisted. No, no, we're not going to touch that stuff. But but this legislation might might do that. And the third thing it would do, and this comes straight from the the construction and agriculture industries, it would kill off any attempts by local governments to set heat safety protections for workers who work outdoors in extreme heat. Um, This you're talking about folks like farm workers, like construction crews, roofers. And, you know, Miami is t- has sort of taken the lead on this where they've been working on an ordinance. It has not passed yet, but they've been working on an ordinance that would require employers, employers with people working outside in, in really hot temperatures to do basic things like provide cool drinking water and shaded breaks, that sort of thing. Um, House Bill 433 would uh, would uh, preempt that entirely. Miami could not pass an ordinance like that if this piece of legislation passes. Um and, you know, the Senate has a a kind of a slightly less bad version of House Bill 433. But um, the Senate president, Kathleen Pasadomo, was asked about this issue um, yesterday. And boy, it uh, it sure did not sound like she was too terribly worried about this bill. It it it, uh, it does not sound like the Senate is is gearing up to kill it. Um, so this is a this is a bill, by the way, we've written about this on the newsletter, was literally written by the Florida Chamber of Commerce with help from the same uh the same right wing billionaire funded think tank that's behind uh, efforts to roll back child labor laws and, and cut more people off of unemployment. Um, this is going to be uh, one of the biggest issues to watch this session, uh, the rest of the session, in the final couple of weeks. Um, anyway, I guess we'll we'll leave it there. Like I said, we'll have a lot more to say about uh, tax stuff uh, coming uh, coming to the no- newsletter soon. In the meantime, um, if you haven't already, uh, please consider signing up. Uh, The easiest way to find us is seekingrentsfl.com. Subscriptions are free. Uh, None of our stories or podcasts are ever behind paywalls or anything like that. Um, But there is an option to voluntarily pay for a subscription uh, if you can afford one. Um, All right. uh, We'll be back again uh, probably tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you soon.